podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. On the Monday after Liverpool's victory over West Ham United by one goal to nil at the weekend. The Reds won the game through a Sadio Mane goal on 27 minutes. And overall, on the balance of play, you would say it was a deserved win. Liverpool had 69% of the ball. 22 shots to their 13. Dominated the game for spells. Should have scored a couple more. But it wasn't all one-way traffic, and West Ham did have big opportunities in the game. Pablo Fornals broke through, unmarked, lifted the ball over Alison Becker, but Trent got back brilliantly to clear off the line. Mikel Antonio missed a good chance. He got through a second time. A combination of Andy Robertson and Naby Keita ended that opportunity. Jared Bowen got through. Andy Robertson made an incredible recovery tackle to stop him. Manuel Lanzini found himself basically unmarked seven yards out. Trent appeared from nowhere and seemed to put him off, and he scooped the ball over the bar. So West Ham had big chances in the game and probably will feel like they should have got something. But we had chances ourselves, aside from the Mane Mane goal, which is excellent work from Naby Keita and Trent Alexander-Arnold to create the opportunity for him. Diaz missed a decent chance. Salah missed a great chance really early on after being played through by Trent. Got through one-on-one with the keeper. Fabianski managed to make a good save. We had a couple of goal-mouth scrambles that should have probably resulted in a goal. We did clearly miss Thiago Alcantara in the game, especially second half. First half, the midfield was very controlled. Henderson, Fabinho and Naby Keita all had good first half performances. Unfortunately, in the second half, only Keita maintained the level. Fabinho got maybe a little bit overrun because Henderson started doing strange things like pressing their goalkeeper needlessly. And Fabinho was having to cover a lot of distance, but... It seemed like in that first half, we definitely had more control and more balance. Ibu Kanate dealt well with Mikel Antonio for the most part. Stood up to him physically, matched his pace comfortably. Jim Beglin would tell you that Kanate was uncomfortable for the entirety of the game. It's absolutely not true at all. Van Dijk made one error, a loose back header that put Bowen through. Aside from that, he was 
usual Virgil levels of flawlessness. Allison played well. Trent played well. Robbo played well. The front three had was a mixed bag. I thought Diaz was the best of the three. Mane was good, but not great. A lot of poor passes, underhit passes, passes in you know under people's feet, things like that. And Salah had one of his worst games, I thought, certainly of the season and maybe in a bit longer than that. Missing that early chance seemed to really frustrate him. And he started trying to beat West Ham by himself, started shooting from silly positions. He was replaced by Diogo Jota. Naby Keita was replaced by James Milner. And we saw Curtis Jones come on for Luis Diaz very late on and actually have a really good involvement, pick the ball up on the left-hand side of the penalty area and dribbled it into the corner, just ran the clock down. Clever from Curtis. West Ham gave us a game. There's just no way around it. They gave us a game, but they're a good team. So you expect them to give you a game. You expect them to be problematic. They beat us already this season. So we knew it wouldn't be easy. And they are still sixth in the table, despite what's a fairly poor run of form recently. So it was never going to be an easy afternoon. It wasn't an easy afternoon, but we got the three points, and that really is all that matters. We keep the pressure on City. We are six points behind, but we have a game in hand, and we have to go to the Etihad. We have a superior goal difference to them. And we look in good shape. Jurgen Klopp, in his uh, pre-Inter Milan press conference today, has given us some very good news. Joel Matip and Thiago are likely to be in the squad versus Inter. And Bobby Firmino is very close to a return as well. Bobby may be back for the weekend, but it looks like Matip and Thiago back for Inter. You'd assume Thiago will start on the bench. Matip may as well, because Kanate played the away leg. You'd expect he'll also get the home leg. It was only an illness for Joel. It wasn't an injury, so that's, that's a positive. Having Thiago back is massive, though. Absolutely massive. So we get into tomorrow night. We know it will be difficult. We do have the two-goal advantage from the first leg. They beat Salernitana 5-0 on Friday night. Latour Martinez got a hat-trick. Eden Dzeko got two. Nicola Barella had two assists and three pre-assists. Thankfully, he's suspended for this game because he is an exceptionally good player. But when you start looking at that Inter team, they are better than they showed over there. And they showed quite a bit. So it will be a tough game. They're not a team we can write off too easily. But we get Inter, then we get Brighton at the weekend. Then it's Arsenal. Then obviously the Cup quarter final. We find out who we'll play from in that tonight. Nottingham Forest taking on Huddersfield tonight. So we'll know who we play that weekend from there. 
difficult couple of games coming up. Really difficult couple of games. Inter will be tough. Brighton are in poor form, but they're always a bit of a pain in the backside to play against. And Arsenal will be full of confidence. They're in good form. They've had quite an easy run of it. The only really difficult games they faced recently were Wolves. They made hard work of Watford at the weekend, but they will be confident. And they're fourth in the table now with three games in hand on United and a point advantage. So fourth really is Arsenal's to lose. It's not in any way nailed on or wrapped up or anything like that because, you know, Spurs are only six points behind them. They both have 13 games left. There's a lot of points to be won and lost there. You still wouldn't write off United despite the fact they were an abomination yesterday. I don't think you can write off West Ham. I'd say Wolves are out of that mix right now. Three defeats in a row really has sort of put the kibosh on their top four hopes. But Arsenal will be a difficult game, but we've got to beat Brighton and we've got to beat Inter Milan in the meantime. And Inter's going to be tough. So we look forward to that one. Um, Five key things from Klopp's press conference is the lead article on This Is Anfield. Starts with that bit of injury news. Um, piece about Mo Salah and the fact he didn't look too happy about being substituted. Mo doesn't like getting substituted. Neither does Sadio. It's just their commitment to the game. They really don't like getting substituted. Uh, a little bit on Klopp and Pep. Pep has said that this Liverpool team over the last few years are his toughest ever opponent. And Klopp has said that Guardiola City are his toughest ever opponent. No time to sit back. Liverpool may have a two-goal advantage heading into the second leg, but Klopp and co. are not resting on their laurels, intent to attack the tie rather than defend what they have. Inter don't come here as tourists. They want to change the to chase the game, says Klopp. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to go and attack them. Klopp has made another plea for five substitutions in the Premier League. I mean, with Chris Wilder gone, and you can't forget the comment that Klopp made about Chris Wilder last year. He said, Chris Wilder or whoever, they didn't like the idea. So now they have three subs at one point. It's magnificent. Just putting Sheffield United back in their place at the time. Uh, Fabinho has spoken about his League Cup final Penenka penalty and says that Luis Diaz did not believe that he would do it. He says, the day before I tried to do a Penenka, but it was just me and Luis Diaz without a goalkeeper. So I tried to shoot like this. And I told him, tomorrow if we go to Pens, I will shoot like this. He didn't believe me. But when I was walking up to the ball to take the penalty, it was in my mind that I would shoot a Penenka. So, yes, it worked. What a penalty. What a penalty. It and the Van Dyke penalties are among the best you'll ever see. Uh, Kieran Trippier has come out with some deluded, strange comments. Um, he says that Tottenham thought they were going to win the 2019 Champions League final but claims the penalty killed it, even though they still had over 90 minutes after the penalty to come back into the game. Very strange. 
on liverpool.com their their headline piece there is about the Thiago, Matip and Firmino injury news. There's a piece about Manchester United for reasons known only to them. Uh, there is the Media Digest. Let's see what else we have. Piece about uh, Steven Gerrard and Coutinho. Coutinho had an incredible game at the weekend. Absolutely phenomenal game. Uh, Nico Williams. There's a piece about him and how Liverpool should make millions on what might be Michael Edwards' final transfer masterstroke. Uh, Nico hit the crossbar from 45 yards at the weekend. Okay, so the Media Digest piece. Uh, Tacky Minamino links inevitable. Minamino's once again been linked with Leeds. His former manager, Jesse Marsh, is there, so that's why. Barcelona give transfer hope. Reported Liverpool transfer target Ronald Arejo has offers on the table to leave the Catalan side. According to Spanish outlet Sport, who say his priority is to remain where he is, he is an exceptional young centre-back, and if we could sign him, it would be brilliant. There's also some rumours going around that we could be back in the mix for Kareem Adeyemi because Borussia Dortmund are not willing to pay what Red Bull Salzburg are asking. You'd have to be in favour of a deal for him. He's, he's a very, very special young forward. Uh, Liverpool can repeat Fabinho transfer masterstroke to sign perfect player for Jurgen Klopp. A long-term Fabinho cover solution has emerged in Lyon, but Liverpool must work fast to acquire him before the summer pro- hikes his price. It's Maxence Kakaret, who is absolutely nothing like Fabinho, but would be a tremendous Thiago replacement a Thiago backup slash successor. Kakaret is basically a Thiago regen. He is incredible. If we want cover slash long-term successor for Fabinho, Chumeni of Monaco is the answer for that. Uh, on AnfieldIndex.com, there is a piece put together by Dan Rhodes about the win over West Ham. So do give that one a read there. We have a bunch of podcasts up. The New Money Talks from Friday. Mo Chatra joined by the brilliant Matt Slater from The Athletic. Uh, I'd also recommend people check out the Swiss Rambles tread on Twitter of Chelsea's finances under Roman and what Roman going could mean for them moving forward. There is a post-match role from the weekend as well. And obviously a Nina Kauser show. Nina, Kalen and Marco all on having a chat about the game with an audience, giving the you know, answers to questions that were popping up as the, the podcast went on. So that is that. That is there. That is us for today, folks. I will see you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, 
we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.